Yo, what's up everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Rags to Richards podcast. Um, today, we have a, a very good friend of mine, all the way from India. Actually, I say all the way, but I'm also in India. Um, but anyway, his name is Akshay Tiagi. He is very well known for being a celebrity stylist to some of the biggest or most well-known actors in Bollywood. The likes of uh, Ritik Roshan, Varun Dhawan and so on. Um, so yeah, let's get straight into it. Um, Akshay, are you there? Yes, hi, how are you? Thank you for coming on the podcast, my friend. Thank you very much. I'm damn excited because you're some fancy pants now, so I guess I'm happy to... <laughs> spend some time with you yeah long time no speak actually and uh, it's good because today we get to talk about your journey to stardom not mine that um, apparently what the agenda is although I am not such a big star as you think but I'm highly flattered that you think so hey do you know what all uh, out of all the guests I've had on everyone's remained incredibly humble to the fact whatever job they're doing and how they've got there and everything but I, I just want to uh, you know say even though people like yourself might be humble some in some other people's eyes looking on you are you know very much high in the job area that you do so working for the people that you do and styling these individuals that is really I would say top of the chain for people who want to become stylists you know w- would you agree I mean, yes, I think a lot of times people um, kind of assume or think that the process or the way that I have achieved whatever I have achieved is somehow better than them or the struggle that they are facing that they can sort of be enlightened by by kind of getting a peek into how I did it. Yeah, exactly. Which, to which I always want to make sure that everyone is aware that it always seems far easier (laughs) as opposed to um, the way it is. It's also not the only way that things happen. It's um, about the fact that, um, you know, I did certain things my way and it seemed to work for me. And I think generally across the board with anyone who has faced success in any certain regard, always um, forget to realize that everyone kind of did it their own way and yeah. there's no such one clear formula behind it yeah that's interesting that is true actually so let's go into it then so like where did this all start for you like what age were you when you decided right i want to go into fashion or styling and i want to style these people is that how it went or was it a bit more broader than that uh Styling kind of came about really sort of organically for me. It was never something that was even uh, sort of entertained as a potential outcome. Um, I was always into fashion. I mean, as a young young child, I was also kind of started dabbling in designing, and I was really excited by the whole glam of fashion and the dream that the fashion world sort of um, offers you in its uh, visual way. Um, I 
used to design i was clear that i was going to stick into some arena of fashion and i think the more i educated myself in the field the more i learned that you needed to have the sort of inner clarity as to where you're heading and sense of direction sense of purpose yeah because sometimes it's not just about the passion behind it it's also about the commerce behind it it's also about the logic uh, behind it it's about the logistics behind it mm. so sometimes you start taking decisions as you you know grow more into a somewhat sensible adult yeah. that you start adulting about it so, so i think go on yeah go on you go on. so was it um at what point were you in your life when it was like okay you know because you say you started and it wasn't really the direction you're in now or where you are was not something that was really on your mind so you knew you wanted to be in styling and that kind of thing and fashion so how did it even come about then that that came into your horizon let's say and you thought okay this is you know i might as well take this step and see where that path leads me Yeah exactly I think it was about being open to opportunities and certain sort of perspectives that I may not have had myself because there's no point in being rigid about your own process and kind of then leading to a space of disappointment for yourself because you've not achieved the x goal that you have set out for yourself technically in the beginning hmm. because you have to understand it's a process of embracing and understanding and identifying and then re-identifying and then deciding and it's a choice that you make right at the end of the day it was a choice that i made to sort of venture into styling especially with bollywood and such but it was a choice that was made out of um no real sort of planning it was just that it happened i moved back from canada unexpectedly at a point where i did not anticipate mm-hmm. and then i had to seek out and understand the kind of um work environment or the work sort of um activity that was brewing in Bombay yeah. and um I think I met you quite early on in this process where you I know we shared a lot of uh, conversation about how a lot of things kind of just felt like they were happening without me really even knowing that yeah. they were happening so I think the important part was remembering the fact or reminding myself constantly of the fact that I had to be aware of what it is what that I was doing as opposed to just sort of blindly following a certain trajectory that was sort of laying itself out mm. um it's important to always remember your sense of purpose and direction and integrity in any work that you put in and i think that is where um i guess about you know uh 4 years ago i kind of took a little bit of a break and sort of reevaluated exactly uh why it is that I was doing what I was doing as opposed to just doing what I was doing. Yes. So, yeah. So well that well that leads me on to the question then and and I think some people might be thinking it. Um why did you make the decision because obviously we don't need to go over your whole life period here but you you said that you went from Canada and you made the decision to come back to Mom- to Mumbai, Bombay. And that's kind of where it all started or stemmed from. So like what was the reasoning behind making that move? And then how did it flourish when you came into Mumbai? What was the process from going from that to straight into styling of X, Y and Z celebrities? How did that happen? Uh 
I think firstly it was not really of any clear choice of my own. A lot of people find that hard to digest. I um, moved back actually purely for bureaucratic reasons. Um, and when I did move back, it was a very jarring sort of situation for me to sort of decide what it is that I wanted to do. But my a clear agenda was that. I needed to, you know, survive and be on my own and be able to figure it out. So I was open to sort of testing out new avenues and new territories that was still always rooted back in passion. So it was not like that I was going to suddenly switch into life coaching or mm. ec- economics or something. It was like, you know, I still enjoy passion absolutely to my inner core. Mm. So how is it that what are the kind of things that are happening in this city that are relevant to that and um, i kind of put myself out there in every opportunity that presented itself whether it was a really short term stint with helping one person as an assistant mm-hmm. whether it was another stint of sort of testing out on my own the kind of editorial things i wanted to create and i think it's always important to constantly create in this uh, yeah. field you have to kind of um, not get complacent you kind of have to not uh, think that one way is the only way around anything so i think i embraced everything that came my way and then sort of started to settle with where i was enjoying it and where i was not enjoying it was it a was it a financial driven decision was it a emotional driven decision what is a decision completely based on the fact that hey i get to travel to you know argentina for 6 weeks like why not yeah so it was kind of really um open ended in the beginning and i think that is where i noticed that when i was sort of being pulled in different directions is that it was important to reel myself back in mm. and be like but wait what is my direction in all yeah, of this yeah i think so i think I that's think something that's that we all have to we all have to remind ourselves after you know a certain period of time in in whatever field that you're in we have to constantly reevaluate and maybe pull ourselves back and keep realigning ourselves with the direction that we want to go in do you think absolutely absolutely i think it's important that you maintain that dialogue constantly with yourself because otherwise you will just get stuck in a system somewhere where you don't know what it is you're doing and yeah. end up eventually possibly getting frustrated and then being disappointed and then being like oh my god i wasted all this time on all this thing what is the purpose of life why am i even here yeah so i think it's good to sort of keep a constant check with yourself that um, yeah are you happy definitely you, true Um, you know, are you feeling joy? Does this give you positivity, or is this ad- adding more negativity to your life, or is it um, stressing you out? Is it changing who you are as a person? So, yeah, that's a good point, actually. But you know, one thing that maybe not only I found myself, but knowing people like you um, and other people in not just your area but other areas, is the fact that. Even though we have to reevaluate and see if we're going in the real direction we want and really think about um how stuff is affecting us, it's quite obvious to me that we all have to go through periods of I'm going to call it negativity. So extended periods where things are insanely tough and taxing and stressful, but that in the big grand scheme of things they are kind of essential. Like you can't go down any of these roots without experiencing that so you know i would just has i'm not going to hesitate but i know that you'll have been through periods where you're like 
you know, sorry for the language, but you're like, oh my fucking God, like, what the fuck is happening? This is ridiculous. But you still go through, don't you? You still make that decision, right? I'm pushing through. And I think these kind of periods really help us navigate, really. They teach us a lot. Do you know what I mean? I think absolutely correct because um, I think one thing that people can do forget in the process of um, learning and growing is that you learn the most from the mistakes you have made. You learn the most from um, an experience that kind of really questioned you on your own uh, abilities or your own credibility. And I think that is where this um, conversation about actually being a little more uh, self-aware and introverted um, is not being really had that often because everyone sort of focuses on the glitzy and sort of more sparkly things that are happening and you know so-called the Instagram filter but what is happening behind the scenes you know what is it that you're doing with yourself are you spending an hour in the morning meditating are you spending an hour in the evening exercising are you maintaining yourself as the best version of yourself and are you operating and vibrating at that frequency Mm. constantly is what I think is important to keep in mind. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, Just going back to like maybe the the start of your journey when you moved back to Mumbai, something I found quite interesting what you said was how you should always be creating and it's something that I think people look on at people like you or others similar and in all other areas of of jobs. It's like, oh, how did that person get there? What are they doing that's so much better? And I always find that you and others have, from the start, before you started earning money from this, before you started working with such people, there's there's always a period where people are creating and and putting themselves out there if not for free you know going and doing a job and helping someone for free even if that's a day job just for one day you you're adding that to your let's call it your a string to your bow your experience experience bank i call it yeah exactly because i think the more you do the more you know and the more you know the more you're prepared and the more you're prepared, the more you're able to decide better. Yeah. So I think for me, it was about not focusing on maybe the immediate sort of goal or the outcome of something, but also sometimes by being a little more empirical in my learning process, I was able to just sort of put it out, like be like, okay, let me just do it and decide if I like it. Yeah. Let me just do that and see if I don't like it. And it was important to sort of do that because that's the only way you know yourself. That is true. I think that it's even more essential. I know it's only been like four years or so since you did made that move, but I really think like people nowadays... So I've been in Bombay for eight years. All right, eight years, but four years since you've been doing this kind of work, is it? Four years since I kind of uh, switched my approach to my work, where I noticed a lot more um, conscious choices of the things I was doing right. and going with the upward swing as opposed to sort of being at a status quo. Yeah, so you spent basically four years as st- status quo, would you say? Well, I spent about three, three and a half years. I kind of first year sort of understanding what it was and one year sort of just sort of 
being in it and then another year sort of questioning it and that's when i sort of stopped and took a pause and was like wait is this what i want and this is how i want it and this is what i want my life to be do you know and what that's when i was able to question that yeah do you know what it's it's really good you said that actually that how long it took because people trying to find their own way and trying to find how they can get to a level like let's just keep referring to the fact that you are working with such people forget how famous they are whatever some people genuinely want to work their way up to that position now look listening to what you've just said it's like it took you nearly four years of of just thinking and pausing and doing such things until you really kind of came into yourself do you know what i mean it's it's something that people don't see as as someone's journey yeah. do you get it no correct, correct absolutely correct on that front yeah um and I, I, even looking at myself you know before i made my own move to india there's still three or four years of me doing fucking loads of random work do you know what i mean all kind of around the same thing but really hit and miss trying things do i like it should i go forward with that and even though you're in a different area it's really kind of similar with how people work out their you know how to navigate what they're doing i mean i guess the best analogy i kind of see it uh, in this matter is that look at this visit of oz right you know Dorothy has to reach Oz, but she stops along the way and learns different ex- like feelings or experiences or uh, sort of different aspects of life that she wasn't anticipating because she was like, I just need to keep going on the yellow brick road. Yeah. But that is what I think is important is that, you know, yeah, Oz is still there at the end of the road. It's just that are you mindful of the, the lion along the way or the scarecrow along the way or the tin man along the way? And yeah. what are you learning from that? So I think um, you have to be open and aware to your surroundings of the process itself because actually there's nothing more important than the journey as opposed to the destination. Yeah, this is this is so true, so true. I think people always just keep their, they want to get to somewhere, but they forget about the journey and really just enjoying the journey as it goes. I think you you lose yourself as soon as you think about where you're going as as opposed to enjoying the journey you're on exactly okay cool so like doing what you've done or what you're doing now what have you found you've learned about working with such people that have that's maybe been a shock to you or what's you know what's um yeah what's a shock in your job that you haven't you didn't anticipate that no day is ever the same yeah. you could walk into a somebody because at the end of the day i think we forget sometimes that like you're also working with people mm. people who have emotions and their own life going on beyond the fact that the celebrities or beyond the fact that the personalities and you are offering a service to them yes but you're also kind of engaging in them and you're interacting with them so i think it's important for me to always keep in mind that I could walk into any sort of mood. I could walk into any sort of situation. Something bad could have happened. Something good could have happened. Something. Um, if maybe I was distracted along the way and I reached to a, a certain fitting unprepared, then I have to be able to deal with the repercussions. I shouldn't be able to sort of just lie my way through it or whatever, right? So I think these are things that 
keep me on my toes is like that no day is the same and no one is ever the same so um as long as you do the best possible version and offer the best possible version of yourself mm. we come prepared you are professional you are on time you are uh dedicated you are you know prepared for the after effect you're prepared for the um able to answer to yourself and able to answer to them then i think you've done your bit you can only do that much and there may be times that somebody doesn't see it and that fine but that doesn't mean you have to consistently sort of fight it out you can sometimes let go and be okay with it yeah and 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 so do you ever feel um like you working with such people um do you ever feel like they have more of a say on the job you do like you're a stylist and you have your own way of seeing things and doing things and how you want things to be but you're working with like quite powerful personalities as you say so does this like affect how you do your job and like do some people allow you to do your job more than others like that kind of thing i mean i think it's important to remind myself that yes i have a certain preset vision that i want to offer but like i said again they are human as well so they also have a vision about themselves and you know the idea is that you have to get to a place of collaborative effort and a place of listening and conversing and seeing how do they feel when they wear a certain item of clothing yeah because if they're not comfortable then what is the point of me forcing that upon them because then i'm not doing a good job if they are not um, looking proportionately correct as per my technical understanding mm. then it is my duty to tell them that this doesn't feel right but if you feel it's okay then sure we can come to an agreement or a choose agree to disagree on the matter right so yeah. and it's okay because it's a give and take it's a it's a back and forth it's a constant dialogue it's not just like here are clothes where it end of story or they like give me these clothes that's what i want end of story then you know we're not really operating on a positive level we're operating just on a very transactional level so i think it's important to remember that Yeah, I mean from watching you firsthand and doing your job like I haven't seen you for a few years doing it but do you feel that your loss <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What a loss, eh? I should be watching you every day but um Yeah, babe, hook it up. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, doing your job like through the years, let's say, do you feel you've become more from the experience? Have you become like more oh, I don't know how to say it like powerful in in your decision making like cuz i know working with these people you know going into it you quite you must be quite apprehensive you know these people i'll let them have their say and stuff but as the years have gone by have you become more like you know authoritative if that makes sense um i think less than authoritative you kind of become um clearer as to with your message the voice yeah with your message you you become a lot more um aware of the distilling process that you are going through with your own work yeah so at the end of the day it's important to acknowledge and remember that you are hiring me for a reason you're yeah. not just hiring me because i'm going to just bring you a black t-shirt you're hiring me um for a purpose 
and that purpose comes with uh, a voice, with an opinion, with a perspective, with a vision. And if you're not embracing that perspective or vision from my side, then why do you want to go through the process of even offering it to somebody who's not appreciative of it? So mm-hmm. I kind of make sure I always be like, this is what I would feel, and this is what I think is best, and you develop a sense of confidence and trust in your own work then because mm. when enough people sort of try it out because yeah. I think everyone is afraid to try everyone is afraid to take a risk and if you don't take a risk then you won't know yeah. whether that worked or not if you want to go to a black t-shirt you can it works that's fine it's tried test is fail safe mm. but what about uh, what about a you know a bright pink t-shirt maybe that somehow just makes all the difference Mm. that adds a certain uh, certain angle that you may have not anticipated so i think um, keeping that room open for these experiments is always important but also embracing that the professional you have you know reached out to is a professional for a reason is still surviving for some reason is still getting work for some reason and is you know doing things that resonate with you as well at some level so yeah, I think because um, I, I interviewed or I spoke with um, Ranveer Singh's trainer on the first uh, first podcast I had, and one thing that I captured from that, which is quite similar to what you're saying, is that the mutual respect um, him and like Ranveer have. You know, even though Ranveer is a real big personality, he has this respect for um, the trainer's work. And then that um, respect allows Lloyd to do his work more effectively. And obviously Lloyd um, shows respect the other way. And I think it sounds like you have the... And I think also Lloyd, uh, the trainer, has developed that over years, if that makes sense. So he's now at a point where he's got enough work under his belt over years that he can be a bit more... His message is very clear. Yeah. I guess you do get like that, right? Because the more you kind of... Um, put out this kind of energy about doing things that you actually believe in and delivering results that you believe and set out to deliver then you will automatically start being like okay this is working this is working this is working so let me continue with it as opposed to fighting it out or screaming or being emotional and running away from it because it's stressful or you know I always love challenges for me it's always much more exciting when somebody poses more challenges to me as opposed to say just do this because I'm just like I find that a waste of my time and energy (laughs) and then I'm just like but I don't want to do that you know I I have more to say and if it's not being said with you it's okay like you will have your ways of being and working and doing things and I will find Whoever it is that wants to resonate with me on that front, so yeah, I think you gain that kind of confidence over time that you know that you have to trust the universe that something will align if something else is not aligning. Yes, one door closing, if one door opening is uh, one no means two yeses, or two yeses mean three no's. Like, does it matter? Like, you know, you every decision has a chain reaction. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, so I guess finally, I'd, I want to know, um, because we've kind of been through the journey and, and, and the things you have to go through, but I'm quite curious to think, what are the like 
As apart from just simply working with these people who are idols in some people's views, what is the like real good things and the benefits of your job? Like what do you get to do every day? What is it the things that you love? I mean, I think I'm really fortunate. I get to um, deliver a certain sort of perspective on menswear, fashion, styling, grooming, with personalities that have the kind of audience for it to be appreciated in a big banner. Mm. I think it's um, you know doesn't come across to everyone and all the time, and there is always a. a period of time that you know you are at like a certain spotlight level and then there's a period of time that you're not in the spotlight so I think it's how you use those opportunities to um, give a true message out like about your work and be earnest and be respectful to your own work and do the best possible version because it's going out there you know it's not something that's just happening in your living room for your own self it's going out into the world, it's going out onto somebody else, somebody else's project into a bigger world. And then, you know, it's also in the whole world of now social media, and then there's opinions and there's reactions. And I think that's what leverages a certain voice and a personality to become, you know, so-called quote-unquote celebrity status. So... Yeah. So is it is it something... Uh, um, is it a goal of yours to become a voice an opinion that people um who are sought after you know in the whole fashion men's fashion world whether that's just india or globally in fact i mean it's not like my goal i think it is something that comes with this mm. career choice um and it's about how i embrace it and how i used to how I use it to aspects of my life. Um, always, I always remind myself to um, also maintain a private life because suddenly I did not anticipate a lot of people sort of being so actively engaging in my life. Right. And um, it's about how you handle that. It's about how you appreciate the people who are appreciating you. It's about, it's about the times that you need to sort of step back and take time for yourself and maintain a personal bubble that is yours as well. Um, so, whether is it a goal of mine? No, but I mean, I am happy to continue this journey and kind of see where it goes and I'm sure I'll suddenly reach one point in my life where I feel it's no longer congruent with my goals, personal goals and or it is aiding in those personal goals mm. or it is sort of distracting from those personal goals. So again, like I said, I will continue the process of introspection and um, sort of checking in with myself and being like, is this still the person who I want to be? Is this still the person who I think I am? Like, yeah. so as and when I do that, I think I will, you just kind of know. I mean, it's like I didn't know when I would walk into it and sort of take off on a certain tangent. But mm -hmm. the same way, I do not know when that tangent will also take off on its own and I will walk another path. Yeah, I think it's always one thing to always keep in mind is that people like yourself and others who I've interviewed are like are never a, a finished product per se. Like it sounds like you and others are not afraid to ever 
look at themselves and to decide, you know, there, there might come a time when this is it and you are fine to make a decision that something will change, you know. Even though you're in such, such positions, it doesn't mean it's okay, that's it. It's like things can change at any time and if I am introspective enough, I might decide, no, this is not what I want to do now and, and then you start over and do something, you know. Yeah, it's very important to always keep a bit of a reality check and um, stay grounded because it is easy to get swayed in the world. It is easy to get caught up with the, the sensationalist side of it. It's very easy to get caught up in the whole circuit of parties and, and hanging out and selfies and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's like you have to keep yourself in check and keep yourself reminded that you are you and are yeah. you still you at the end of the day so no this is very true something I've, I've, I've noticed is um, remaining humble and just being yourself is something that you have to constantly think about and and um, do if that I know that sounds stupid but it's quite easy I, I've seen many people gain a place of um or they've worked their way up to a certain position and they are seen with a certain crowd and suddenly they, they lose track of who they actually are, you know? They change their being and, and become someone who, you know, they're, they're not really. And um, it sounds like you and, and others who I have spoken to, it's, it's quite obvious that you keep a track on this, you know, and, and, and remain humble throughout. Yeah, but I think the only reason why I can say this is because I know I have allowed myself to let go at some places. I have allowed myself to give in to certain things. Yeah. Because it's also part of the experience and part of the experiment process of it, right? Like, it's like you have to start gauging, like, when when is it that you start feeling unlike yourself? And or when is it that you feel at a better place with yourself? Yeah. So the certain things that sort of give you that joy, that give you actual sort of inherent... Um, comfort with the fact that yeah I am choosing to do this and I'm choosing to be a part of this and I'm choosing to be okay with it mm. because if you don't have that kind of a grasp on yourself then it's very easy to get swayed entirely and um, lose track of yourself so you know stay, stay grounded <laughs> stay get a opinion that kind of always tells you to shut up sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's important it's always it's good. To, yeah, it's always good. To I love it when somebody tells me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all have different people, but it's always good to have a best friend or family, even who can just tell you, "Shut up," <laughs> you know, stop, yeah. stop being that person. That is not you. You know, I think we all need that at times. Yeah, I think sometimes it's funny, but you know, it can also be just like maybe. Uh, an, an assistant in your team who kind of just be like just looks at you funny and then be like wait is this still who I am like it's yeah. a good like indicator of um, identifying definitely one person that at least one person besides yourself that can sort of be like hey <laughs> are you still there yeah <laughs> like, no no this is a very good yeah. point you've made it's a very good yeah. point um so yeah I mean uh, it's been eye-opening, um, actually. Thank you for coming on and sharing your journey with us. Um, Most welcome. Is there anything that you want to... Because what I want to do is that the people I'm speaking to, 
there will no doubt be people who tune in at some point and listen to your journey because that resonates with them and kind of where they want to head. You know, whether it's the exact job you're doing or whether it's just in the Indian men's fashion scene, etc. Um, so for those kind of people listening, what have you got any advice that you would give to beginners starting out in this world or even advice that you'd give yourself now when if you could talk to yourself starting this journey you know what would you maybe say i would just say exactly what my professor said to me in university sometimes just talk less and do more <laughs> my god that's so good that's so right yeah. <laughs> exactly so i think it was very important that um, you get that it's as simple as just keep going keep doing it yeah keep trying keep failing keep learning and eventually you will find exactly what it is that you need because honestly it's about the journey it's not about the destination entirely because by the time you reach the destination then you're trying to figure out where next yeah and that is what you need to be prepared for so just use every sort of initial destination goal as a stepping stone to the next destination goal because you have to keep aspiring to be where you want to end up eventually well they've nailed it there i'm going to keep that um quote to myself speak less do more I, I expect a, i expect a tattoo of that richard oh dear <laughs> yeah you, you better get a tattoo of that now. yeah well i'm going to get it on my forehead because i'm really good at talking <laughs> Great. <laughs> anyway, bro, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I'll catch up with you soon. Absolute pleasure. Speak Take soon, care. bro. Bye, bye. Yeah.